All right, we are live. This is Forging Truth Radio, and today uh, we're here together to uh, help you appreciate the creation and the Creator, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'm here with uh, Chuck Grove, and um, you, uh, you and I have been working on this, Chuck, for a few years. We, we've been uh, going out in the woods, finding all kinds of things, and teaching people what God's made and given to us to use. Um, why don't we uh, kick this off with uh, a little dad joke? I think you got a good dad joke, don't you? Yeah, this this uh, this joke is it's near and dear to my heart. It's very dry, so don't expect a lot of laughter. But uh, I was driving down the road, and my dad looked over at me, and he said, uh, "Chuck, look at those big round bells out in that field over there." And I looked at him, I said, "Wow." He said, uh, "You know they made those illegal, right?" And I looked at him, and I said. No, I didn't actually. Thinking that that's pretty strange, and he looked at me with a straight face and said, it's "Because cows can't get a square meal." <laughs> well, you know, a lot of people can't get a square meal these days. If if pizza's a vegetable and you know margarine is better than butter, yeah, and you know that's just the uh, the nature of the GMO beast. It is, and a beast it is worldwide. Yes. Um, well, so uh, we had some ideas about what to talk about today. Um, we, we were discussing that just uh, the uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, you want to kick this off with our uh, discussion here? Well, you know what? It's just basically, I've been deep in thought for the last few days, you know, with some health concerns and some things that are going on with me and uh, some blessings and, and, some, and some curses that I have definitely seen on the human race. And uh, with saying that, one of the biggest curses is, you live this life and you meet all these people and you build these bonds and these relationships. And I mean, before you were born, where was Christmas? Like when you're a kid, you're given Christmas and all these beautiful lights and these trees that are decorated and the story of Christ. And before you were born, you didn't have that, but now you have it. And the cold, hard fact of all that beauty is someday. This avatar body that you've been living in is going to go back to the earth by itself, maybe in a casket or, in, you know, whatever, um, being burned, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And if you think about that for five minutes, you start getting very dark. It's very black. Like you're with all these great people like you, Seth, you know, you've been a light to my life, you know, my wife my friends. Um, and then you think about, wow, that separation after that. But if you don't have the story of Christ and you don't have that redemption, look how dark it is. It can get very dark. And there are certainly, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are so dark about everything. I mean, just, just take a, a few moments on Facebook and you can see just how dark people are. Their, their humor is is dark their outlook on life is terrible and they suffer from a whole host of afflictions depression anxiety and and many others yes and that's where we all need to really start preaching the gospel and i don't mean like preaching from a pulpit i am not in any means a um biblical scholar like this isn't like something that people people might look at this this channel and say, well, these guys have 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 been into the teaching world for a very long time. I am not 
a biblical scholar. But what I can say is, when you think on Christ or you focus on Christ or what he says in the Bible, if you look at those red letters and you start really hearing them with your eyes, and now that's a Jordan Peterson term, of course, because I'm big into Jordan Peterson right now, you have to hear the crowd by seeing them. So you can actually hear them with your eyes, which is a very that makes sense. deep thought, but I love it. If you hear Christ in those red letters, he told you what he was going to do, what he did, and that he conquered all of those things. Death, hell, and the grave. Already Amen. conquered. So when we start really focusing on that, that's where the burden comes off. Okay, I'm not just going to be Chuck Grove in my grave. That's this earth. This body is of this earth. This things that we know of this earth are all of this earth. So why don't you let it go? Let the dead bury the dead. Yeah, it, it does say that. Yeah, and, and it's, it's one of those things where that passage, let the dead bury their dead, wasn't just, oh, my father had died today and I need to go bury him. I mean, clearly, there's something going on today. It was, I need to go stay with my father because he does not have long. And we don't know how, back then, they didn't know how long he had. <clears throat> there was no diagnostic testing or anything like that. No blood tests, whatever. And so he could have years left and they wanted to spend every moment with him. Well, that's juxtaposed with, you should want, <clears throat> excuse me, you should want to spend every moment that you can with Christ and and in his word and doing his will on earth um and and that seems kind of silly to a lot of people they'll say well you know i have a family and i have a job and whatever you can still do those things with another motivation your job could be the motivation for gambling or to buy liquor or you know go to strip clubs or something like that or your job could be a motivation that you're going to be a positive uh influence in the people around you that you're going to um, embody Christ's behavior in what you do. And, and the same thing is true of uh, raising kids, treating your spouse, um, you know, love, love your God and love your uh, neighbor. Well, there's nobody closer than your spouse as far as neighbors go for a lot of people. And so, you know, you have to em embody what Christ was teaching there. And, and I, you know, I think it says in the Old Testament to treat others as you would have them treat you. Yes. Um, now, with you saying that about your spouse, that, that, that brings up a lot of things with me, of course, and you know a lot of these things. Um, a lot of, not getting on too much of a tangent, but a lot of women's lib kind of personalities have come out and they started saying, well, the Bible was written by men, and that was back in this time frame. And and that men are in charge of women in some way. But let's not forget what Peter said. And we were just talking about this just recently. Peter said, haven't we all come from women? Yeah. So why are they less important? Yeah. And, why and, is women uh, less important in our relationships, in our decision-making process? Why are women less important if you're not unequally yoked? in the Bible and doing circles in a field, then why isn't a woman's opinion just as strong as yours in your decision-making process? 
basically what he told men was you will be held accountable for the spiritual yeah. welfare of your family. Did you teach them? But that's not to be misconstrued with they have free will as well. It's also said in in uh, in the Bible, same same uh, passage of scripture, I believe, that there are neither men in, in the kingdom of God. There are neither men nor women nor slave nor free. And the idea being that we are all children of God and that those differences uh, are irrelevant now. Yes, they don't apply that that we are equals. And it's many of many of those New Testament guys, the apostles and others who went out to to evangelize, they had women working with them. They had women in equal uh, roles that were teaching both men and women and children. Uh, men and women filled these teacher roles. So the the whole hierarchy of you know men have to be in charge and and all of that. That's a corruption of uh, the doctrine in in uh, first century Christianity, and and that corruption even exists today. There are so many churches that say women can't be preachers, women can't be elders or deacons or or whatever, uh, and and that's you know that's been supported by so many churches. People just accept it, and I think I think that's probably because God's referred to as male, he, him, in the Bible. And so, when, yeah, well, men must be superior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Superior and and it is true. It is true that all women, they say women came, a woman came from man. So Eve came from Adam. But all men came from women since then. And, and that was, that was uh, Paul's argument there. That was his logic that we, we shouldn't be elevating men above women any more than we would want to elevate certain men above everyone else and and i'm thinking of you know some of the titles that are given to to ministers and pastors and priests that you know we elevate them to sort of a godlike mediator status and that's not there, scriptural either no there is something scriptural about mediation though and that is there is no mediator to between man and god but one and that is christ yes yes and that, hey, so that that undermines that teaching entirely yes i i do believe so. that yes so with that being said isn't there so many ways that nowadays they're trying to undermine the word of god when they they if they would just look at the sheer fact of the word of god the bible the bible has outlasted kings kingdoms castles stone that book has outlasted all the scoffers and everybody that wanted to stand against it. God's word has proven itself through scroll, scrolls, papyrus, Old Testament Torah, to New Testament, to different people trying to change and manipulate. And there it is. God's word stands strong today. And nobody uses that to teach with. No, that you're you're absolutely right, and it is the most popular uh, selling book of all time. And more copies of that in its ancient manuscripts have been found and still exist than any other manuscript. More than the Iliad and the Odyssey, you know those popular Greek uh, stories, 
uh, more than even Shakespeare's works. There are more copies of the Bible than that in antiquity. And it's, it's funny, there are more copies even compared to other religions, uh, more copies of, of the Bible. And in, in a couple different formats in Greek and Hebrew and, and that, but it's, uh, it's proven that it is the word of God just by the fact that it still exists and that the teachings have largely stayed the same with what the scripture says, that it's consistent uh, throughout the ages. Now, people have corrupted it and there's a lot of corruption in the world. The Bible even prophesied. That the, the people who wrote the, the books of the New Testament, they prophesied that this would happen, that a lot of people would corrupt the teachings. And Paul and Peter and the others, they, they no doubt were warning their, their um, students, their, the, the ones in those churches throughout the Middle East, don't, don't give in to these teachings. Watch out for this. And yeah, I mean, it happened anyways. Yeah. But and, and, we're trying to correct that. Yeah, and definitely, and, and Paul definitely was on onto that because of all the letters he sent to all these different churches, you know, and through the and it became books of the Bible. And if you you know if you really pay attention to what he was saying to all those different churches and study what those churches were doing, that shows you why he was trying to keep them roped in to the gospel, you know, and that it was kind of like this church is going that way and that church is going that way, and it became. I believe it was probably a full-time job for for, uh, for Paul at that oh, moment. It, yeah, it, it was. Well, once he was arrested, it definitely became his full-time job. He was writing letters everywhere that you know, he could, and uh, that no doubt that might have been difficult. I don't I don't know if he was allowed to do that if, if the letters were snuck out of the Roman jails and then responses snuck back in. I have some insight on that because of being a corrections officer. You know, when these when these prisoners get taken in, the outside world gets shut off. So in a mm -hmm. way, God took him from the outside world and maybe all the other things he had to worry about and just focused him in to what his job was to do by putting him. That's a in good point. Prison. You know, Pre previous to that, he was a tent maker and no doubt his time was spent between making tents to provide income for himself and then, you know, the rest of the time was preaching. So he became a full-time preacher while in prison. Yes, and I'm, I'm going to guess that Roman prisons were pretty pretty well tougher than the prisons that we have today. No, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine there was electricity or running water. Yeah, um, or that's a whole other tangent, though. Um, oh, yeah. Now, with all of that being said, you know, um, as far as today... And uh, our new podcast that we're starting off, you know, this, I think, is another good way of getting the message of Christ out. This yeah. is a could be a possibly a daily thing coming up. And, you know, God's definitely working on that. And we've shared some of the things between ourselves that that are definitely lining up for this um, and getting out and speaking more than we have done in the past. So. You know, we have to make sure we stay in tune with what we're supposed to do. And I think this is going to be pretty good. This is going to be pretty good. Of course, we don't have any hands in it. We just uh, have reactions. We're the messengers. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're the messengers. I like to say it as a road sign. You know, like, you're the road sign. You've been planted by the edge of the road saying, this direction, over here. 
Don't go that yeah. way with the rest of the world. You know, so yeah. hopefully there is light that we can bring to someone. I don't care if it's one person. If we can one bring One person light, makes it worth person. it. And a yeah. lot of people lose that, lose that mind frame. And I think we just talked about that as well. They want to do something major, like miraculous. They want to live that life like, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that. Well, you first off, you got to take I out of it. So when you start thinking, I need to be big, I need to do this, you need to refocus again. Go back to the basics like we've talked before. Absolutely. You're going to lose perspective and walk past the person that you needed to talk to that day because you're focused on this great thing that you want to do. But that little thing that you didn't do was what God really needed you to do at that moment. Now, mind you, God doesn't really need any of us. We need him. Amen. But and we need to follow what God told us to do. And that's to right. go to the world. Yeah. And, and look at the little things too. So uh, I, I keep thinking about family. I mean, family is kind of why we're here in the first place, you and I, because we have parents and they have parents and so on. And so what are we doing for family? And, you know, time is probably the most expensive thing that, that we own is our time. We get exactly the same amount as everyone else today. And so what, what can we do to um, take better, better interact with or take care of or provide for our, our kids? You know, maybe, some, maybe less time uh, goofing off on the Internet or playing video games or uh, just doing nothing. Find something to do. Uh, there's not in the scripture, I don't believe, but idols, idle hands are the devil's workshop. Um, yes, find something to do. Yeah, find something to do and and do it for those you love, and and that that can include friends, coworkers, people that you serve with in the military, or anything like that. Yes, and um, if you are watching this podcast right now. And you're thinking about anything that we have said that might not be your exact belief. Make sure you comment. Make sure you say something because we are all together in this fight of deception. It feels like we are in what the Bible would refer to as the time of deception. It just it just feels like that because every time there is real truth speaking by anybody. Uh, even people of the world, if there's truth being said, everybody flocks to it. Like, oh my goodness, that's so true. I just, wow. But it's because we're being fed mostly lies. So it's starving our souls. We need the truth. And you're not going to find any real truth besides that, which is Christ. So we need to make sure that, you know, whether we say something that offends you, or if you think that there's biblical truth to something that we have said that might not go with your belief, we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. We have to keep keep each other in line. So yeah, we make, make love to hear from you. Yes, make comments. Make you know, there's been a lot of things said today, and now this is just a conversation between friends. Wait until we actually have some guests on. I'm sure the comments will be really fun for myself and Seth to go through. 
we have some excellent guests planned in the near future once we get a few more episodes in here uh, we have some topics we have to we have to cover and so just a couple more weeks at least uh, maybe a month and we have some guests lined up already you're gonna love what these guys are doing it's fascinating stuff uh, we've got trips out to Alaska. We've got stuff with scouts. We've uh, lots of other things. I don't want to give too much away. You know, uh, I um, we're not going to announce our guests ahead of time. We want it to be a surprise. So when you tune in, you get to find out who's on. You know, you'll see it in the title probably. Yeah. So let's give them a little taste. Absolutely. Retired, uh, retired government officials, people mm-hmm. in government, people in church, pastors, evangelists. People of foraging, uh, the foraging realm, if you would. Um, there's so many people we can bring on. Um, I myself know a lot of retired government officials, retired military guys that were really high up that had to make, you know, de- real decisions. You know, so and 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 people in the church that I look up to, um, as far as my pastor and, and Seth's pastor and some people. Ask them and this whole spiritual war that we are going through. I think this and teaching God's people what they have in the creation, bringing them back to the basics of living on this world into the basic form of life, living from the creation is a mirror image of when you feel like you're in Revelation, you might want to go back to the books of the Bible to teach you more about Christ, going back to the basics. Everything teaches you to go back to the basics. Absolutely. And and with that, talking about living off the creation, um, why don't we uh, give the, everybody the uh, mushroom report, shall we? Uh, what do we have uh, as far as uh, anything that you can get in the woods? I know it's middle of winter. There's a lot less than the other seasons of the year. But is there anything we can get out in the woods right now? Well, there's always certain types of mushrooms growing if they have the ability to. And lately, we've actually had some very warm weather in Pennsylvania, so I would not look past mushrooms that could be grown. And right now, one of those big mushrooms would be oyster mushrooms. Oyster mushrooms grow on dead standing trees and fallen trees, and they're very easy to tell because they have a very short stalk, and the gills will go down onto the stem or the stalk. They grow right off of the wood. They'll be in a big cluster with lots of florets, we like to call them on, um, florets that come off of that mushroom caps. And now those can be misidentified with other things, but I'm sure that we can throw some pictures in and get some things from Seth that he can pull from the internet and show us oyster mushrooms. Um, Absolutely. I'll, I'll put some pictures up in, in post-production so people will be able to see what you're talking about. Yes, oyster mushrooms. Now, with that being said, I still have parasol mushrooms from two seasons ago. Because this last season, we did not find hardly any. And it was really, really, it was a really poor season. But I have a, I still have a gallon Ziploc bag filled with completely dehydrated parasol mushrooms that I can rehydrate and fry up with any meal. And we will be getting into foraging truce kitchen time. Very soon. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Maybe a nice podcast episode cooking with Chuck. 
Now, you know, I, my mom taught me to cook when I was very young. So. Sounds like a sounds like a good time. I'm self-taught, but I do all right. <laughs> all right. Well, do we have anything else that uh, we want to cover um, no, as far as, as topics? Okay. Um, it was just a good conversation between Chuck and Seth from Foraging Truth, I think. Yeah. Well, make sure that you all uh, like this video and share and subscribe. You got to smash that notification bell. Uh, to make sure that you help us beat that algorithm because we we absolutely need to spread the message of Christ far and wide. And uh, don't forget to check links in the description to our website and also to our Teespring account where we've got some really killer shirts. Uh, not literally killer, of course, but they, uh, they, they will help uh, bring a positive message and some life to the people around you. Um, and with that, I'd say, Chuck, why don't you give them your closing line? And always keep foraging. There we go. All right. Have a good day, folks.